With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward, joined as always by Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. This is the practice report brought to you by Byers Auto as spring practice rolls along. The pads are on for the Buckeyes. They've got three workouts in the bank and the linebackers were the latest to provide some updates about how camp is going in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Al Washington, Taraja Mitchell, and Dallas Gant. Uh, not a lot of veterans, which is generally how they determine who's going to speak to the media in the spring. So it was a much shorter session uh, on Thursday than it was on Tuesday when we had every competing running back in the world, uh, save for Steel Chambers, who was then rescheduled for linebacker day, didn't wasn't available for that. So an interesting one. Still a lot to learn. Now Washington talked for a long time. What's your top takeaway, Burr? I like when we all wear different shirts. Um, that, that to me is a... <laughs> That's to me something that it was sticking out. To I me see. Today. We're gonna start off the rails. So yeah, because a lot of times we wear the same shirts and it looks like we coordinated, but we didn't. And I like today that you know you got the retro look on. Uh, Spencer and I are wearing uh, different stuff, and to me that's pretty great. Um, obviously, other than that, I mean, it's the Dallas Gantt is not going to be available this spring. That sucks for Ohio State. Sucks for Dallas Gantt, who's waited for for three years to get an opportunity to be the starter uh, on the linebacker unit. And now he can't play this spring. And I think, um, I mean, we'll talk about this as we go on, but to me, what is highlighted today is the obvious and glaring need for not just more depth at linebacker, but a, a game changer at linebacker. And I just don't think they have one on the roster right now. And that's why I think that we're still not talking about the linebacker that's probably going to be there uh, one of them at some point, I think that there's still two linebackers in the transfer portal and we'll get to that, but um, whatever. Well, That's the takeaway. going to tease it, Berm, just say it. I just still think that they're going to end up with Henry Tooto from Tennessee on this roster at some point. And Can you spell it uh, for T-O-O-T-O-O-T-T-O-O. Uh, but the point <laughs> is, I, I still think that he's going to end up on this linebacker, so uh, on this linebacker unit. And I think that um, the, the way it looks right now is going to be a little bit different than it does in the summer. I mean, right now, especially when you're taking Dallas Gantt out of the equation, this is a very inexperienced Ohio State linebacker crew. Now, that's going to happen anytime you lose four seniors, and we've, we've talked about what those guys gave the program for a long time. We've also talked about the patience that a Dallas Gantt, Taraja Mitchell, or Kayvon Pope have shown. But, man, if you're, if you're out Washington and he, he didn't dive too far into specifics of the depth chart or who would exactly be where, although we can sort of, we have some educated guesses about how that would look for these guys, but, you know, Gant really last year probably played, um, you know, more effectively or a larger portion of snaps than any of these other guys, certainly more than Kayvon Pope might be close. I guess I'd have to look and, and compare with Taraja Mitchell, but so now you're taking the top four, then plus one more guy who played a lot was effective in that Michigan state game. That's not a way forward. Um, you know, Spencer wrote about this, not too long ago that you know, the linebackers are, are going to be the core part of this. If you're going to renovate, rebuild the defense, I mean, they're so important for what they do front seven and helping in pass coverage. And they're sort of the backbone of the defense. I'm not breaking new ground there, but you cannot be this inexperienced 
uh, or looking at this level of depth and really accomplish what Ohio State expects on defense. Well, and that's why this spring is so crucial for all these guys, because you look at Cody Simon, Mitchell Melton, they need to get acclimated still after the wild year that they had as freshmen, not really getting the experience that needed to like normal freshmen would. You look at Tommy Eichenberg, who we, we did get to talk about a little bit without Washington, and he sung the praises of Tommy Eichenberg. Um, all those guys have to step up now. And Craig Young, we didn't even nobody mentioned Craig Young, which is kind of startling to me because he played a lot in that Penn State game early in the season. This room is very talented. We're, we're not questioning the talent in the room, but the experience is a huge question mark. I think if Ohio State's going to make a push for another run at a national championship, they have to become more experienced just through practice reps almost. And that's hard to do. But, you know, Ryan Day talked about ramping up the, the you know, scrimmage time in, in practices. That's going to have to, to increase for this linebacker room if they're going to get better in the spring. And Ryan Day brought up Craig Young last week uh, as a guy that is, is moving around and playing different spots. And so, I mean, naturally, I would, I would have thought that someone would have asked about uh, Craig and, and his role um, in, in a spot that the Buckeyes are obviously trying to give life to that bullet position or whatever it's called. Um, he might be the most athletically gifted player on the team. And I, I think that um, you're talking about a, a position that, aside from the fact that you lose your four guys that had the most minutes, you lose the four guys that are the obvious leaders of the team. And I just wonder how easy it will be for a group of young guys to sort of adopt a new leader who doesn't have a lot of experience because everyone's sort of on the same plane. And I was, I, I wanted to ask Al Washington that I wasn't able to um, for whatever reason. And now we just have to figure that out. You're going to watch these guys try to sort out, who the leader is amongst a group when everyone's sort of on the same plane. And I think that uh, losing this spring for Dallas Gant is, our, is actually very important for Ohio State and um, it's certainly the thing today. Well, you also asked him about that. You would, have, you would have been, I mean, that leadership almost certainly needs to come from one of those three guys. They're seniors. We've talked about their investment and patience and willingness to stick it through the program and then learn from Tuff Borland, Justin Hilliard, Karen Browning, Malik Harrison before that on through the years, you know, they're the ones that, that have that uh, you know, lifeblood or have absorbed the DNA of what it takes to thrive in the program. And, you know, you ask, so if Dallas Gant's not actually out there on the field with these guys and proving it with his work ethic and his play, well, I mean, yes, you can lead uh, with your words and, and in the, in the meeting room, that's really the only option that he has, but to do this two years in a row now, where Dallas Gant had waited his turn and then you get through one week of spring practice and COVID cancels it a year ago, that development is gone. Those reps are gone. And then you come into this spring and you have the foot injury. Lots of guys miss time with spring. It's not, this isn't, you know, something that can't be overcome, but this is two years in a row without 15 workouts, without, you know, however many hundreds of reps that he could have got uh, without the opportunity then to, you know, make a few tackles in the scrimmages that Spencer talked about. This is a big deal for him, especially if, if what we're talking about with him being a projected starter at middle linebacker, somebody that, you know, I know it's not exactly the same with the way Ohio State uses their linebackers right now, but that, that is the quarterback of your defense. That's been a long-held cliche. Uh, but to take him out of that and all of that he's missing, I really think that that's, that's a big deal. Not, again, not one that can't be overcome, but for him, you, you said it's the number one takeaway. I have to agree this – this is not the dynamic that I think anyone would have expected for Ohio State as Al Washington is trying to you know, reload here. 
Yeah, I mean, what do, what do you do? You 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 have guys like Kayvon Pope who obviously have made plays when he's gotten on the field, but you know you don't know if he's been able to step up into that leadership role. You know that Taraja Mitchell is that guy, but when he's been on the field, he's been less impactful than Dallas Gant. So there's this weird uh, imbalance between what has been accomplished on the field and what their personality slash uh, leadership role may be in the locker room. And I think in, in an effective position group, those two things have to level off. I think that the guys who are the leaders have to be your best players and vice versa. And, and uh, I think right now you look at this spring and I think as Spencer brought up, it's a huge opportunity for, for Cody, uh, Cody Simon and Mitchell Melton, especially Simon. I, he's a guy that, I mean, I think when I did the, uh, class superlatives in the 2020 class that I said he was most likely to be president of the United States. I mean, this is a kid that is going to be, um, he's going to be a team captain. He's going to be a, a guy that is, is a, is a step up as far as talent and leadership combination. Um, and this is an opportunity for him to really fit into that mold. He played a lot on special teams a year ago, but he's young and the Buckeyes don't want to rely on these young guys. It's Austin. You've talked about it a thousand times. If your young guys are being forced to play, it's generally not a great situation. Do you think sometimes that you should lower the bar and not say that they should be the future president of the United States? Like they could maybe just be a congressman. I didn't didn't say president of the world, (laughs) you know, that's the president of the United States. That's a one geographic area. Okay. Well, I didn't say world leader. You know. I do think, I do think there's a chance though that that Cody Simon just jumps in and and is one of those top guys. I, I, he's a top 100 prospect. He's not a second top year guy. Man. He's he's a, <laughs> he's he's a second year guy who's starting to really carve out uh, his role. He learned from those guys last year. I think Al Washington really made sure everyone knows that the guys last year really had an impression on all those young guys. It, it wouldn't surprise me if he's just one of the top linebackers and not just the guy that they have are forced to put in the lineup as a second year guy. I think he's got a good chance to, to make that jump. And that's why I think he's my bold prediction for the entire spring. I believe he was uh, the other guy who got a, a lot of uh, praise, super high praise from Al Washington was Tommy Eichenberg. He's not someone who has got a, a ton of attention. He's not one of the shiniest newest toys uh, for anybody who's forgot what he could provide the Buckeyes, Burnham, what what's Tommy Eichenberg bring? He's a grinder. He, you know, he's one of those guys that just likes contact. He's a, you know, kind of the old school football player, linebacker type that people are uh, used to and, and used to equate to Ohio State football. He's from St. Ignatius. You know, he's a very well-rounded young man. His brother plays at Notre Dame on the offensive line. I mean, this is a football player through and through. He's unfortunately been hurt, uh, had some hand issues last year that slowed him down. And uh, it's just one of those things where he came in in that 2019 class. And again, him and Craig Young have sort of been forgotten in this equation. And I think that that's probably just the way it happens. We always talk about the freshmen and the and the veterans and those sophomores sort of always get uh, overlooked. But for a good football program, it's those guys that have to take the biggest leap. The guys going in from their sophomore to junior year, they have to really be the ones to to elevate the program. Um, and Tommy, like, like Al said, he's a leader. He's a guy that they know he's going to compete his butt off in the classroom. He competes his butt off on the field for Tommy. It's about staying healthy and being that guy that contributes on special teams and, and figures out a way to, to emerge as a leader. The Buckeyes, one of the linebackers that played a ton last year was Cade Kahersky, who was a, a, you know, walk on a preferred walk on whose dad played at Ohio state and Cade tore his ACL in the Michigan state game. So you lose those sort of leaders, even on special teams. And now all of a sudden that depth that is just, a big question mark finds even more questions. And that's why I'm mean, like, I'll go back to the front. I think it's important that 
people not forget that Henry Toto is still out there in the transfer portal. And when we look at the big picture of the linebacker unit, I would be surprised if it doesn't add a player uh, still before summer. Yeah. Uh, huge spring, huge summer, huge training camp, all uh, looming here for Ohio state because eventually Dallas Gantt will get back in there. Uh, maybe you'll see a more normal first team unit, but uh, until he does, there's some opportunities for the younger guys. They need to make make the most of it. How Washington back to lead them yet again after turning down Tennessee, which was another long topic of conversation. If you missed that press conference, uh, we stream them all at Letterman Row right here on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also find that at LettermanRow.com. Catch up with those linebackers there. Uh, Ryan Day will be next on Monday, and we will have more Buyers Auto practice reports as we roll along through spring with full coverage of Ohio State all year. That's Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. We will see you next time at LettermanRoad.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.